Hi, this is Tony at Cover Magazine. I'm speaking to Gail Carver, Director at Commercial Crime Concepts and Underwriter under the Lombard um, License. Gail, thank you very much for connecting with me this morning. Excellent, Tony. Thanks for your time. Um, great stuff. Commercial crime obviously has always been a thing for ages, and um, it's taken on various shapes and forms lately and so on. So maybe you can just, from your side, tell us a little bit about um, the trends in commercial crime in the last couple of years. Yeah, 100%, Tony. I mean, I've been doing this commercial crime for the last 20-odd years already, so very much seeing the distressed market in the insurance industry over these past two to three years where the commercial crime is sitting. Um, the commercial crime losses that we is very much economically driven. Um, so when times are hard, people are struggling financially, we always see an increase in, in the claims notifications that we do get. In the past, also there have been about five or six in, insurers who are actively underwriting standalone commercial crime policies. And now there are typically far fewer active insurers. And sometimes these um, insurers will only take on the crime cover if the other specialist lines are actually placed with that insurer. The feedback from the market that we are receiving is that we are commercial crime concepts are one of the one of the last underwriters who are actually writing standalone crime. So it really has been been quite a challenge on that side. Um, there's literally maybe down to two or three insurers who, who are actually quoting on it. Um, in terms of the market trends that we have seen, there's definitely a large increase in the premiums, as well as larger minimum deductibles being being um, asked for by insurers. There are we've, and some of the policies that we have also have been able to have a look at. There are quite a few new and interesting exclusions that are being put on. So a lot of the cover has actually also been taken away. But it's better than having to have those exclusions put on and being able to underwrite the business as opposed to the client just being totally uninsured on that side. So we were also at a stage where we were declining nearly 40% of the quotes that we were being, being given because of the, of the high loss ratios that we were experiencing on the proposal forms that, that were being received. The capacity in the market has also been stretched. Beforehand, there were many insurers who would be able to offer their full capacity on one risk, and we're finding that many insurers are not wanting to, to offer that anymore. And there's a lot of requests coming in for support on excess layers to, to get up to the full sum insured that the client is wanting. So we see that as quite a major difference as well. In terms of the commercial uh, um, sort of crime, what do you see as the major threats um, with insurance companies? And do they realize only specific threats or do they sort of see it holistically as well as potential threats to their business? You know, I think what's happened in the past with the threat is that your, an average commercial crime claim was about between 500 and 700,000 rand. But that has increased substantially now. And the losses that we're experiencing are up to 30, 40, 50 million rand. And those are the threats that can really kill someone's portfolio on, on, on the commercial crime. And that's why sometimes it's not a matter of, of if the claim is going to occur, it's a matter of when the claim occurs. So the, the threat is there to, to have a bigger deductible and offering it to try and prevent the smaller losses by being claimed for. But in your bigger corporates, you know, the listed companies, they're buying large sums insured and they're buying those sums insured for a reason because potentially the risk is there 100% to have those extra large losses. And remember that crime insurance has historically been you know, an expensive cover to buy, but because it is a high, they high severity claims, but low frequency. So when that loss does occur, it generally is going to be a big loss that the balance sheet of the insured is not going to be able to manage, which is why they then buy the, you know, wanting to buy the cover. 
So the threat on the whole is that people do get scared. When insurers do get scared, we often find it, it's cyclical where, where people will be will be targeting on the new business and they'll come in at fairly you know cheap premiums, if I can call it that. But at the end of the day, it's also not really sustainable. So those are bigger threats on, on that side is to just be to be consistent with your underwriting and your pricing and stick to your stick to your guns and what your philosophy is on that. Yeah. We historically have always been fairly conservative underwriters as commercial crime concepts. We've never targeted the big um, the bigger corporates. We're very much more aimed at the at the SME market. So from your sums insured of five hundred thousand up to your five million, you'll always find us really competitive. But as soon as your sums insured grow on on the increase side, well, sorry. When those sums insured go up to your 20, 30, 40 million, we do see that as a high risk for us as a small business and being a one-line player only as well. So we're not always so um, so competitive on, on that side. But our philosophy and where we've been in the last nine years of, of operating as commercial crime concept, it has touch wood, it has worked for us, which, which has been really, yeah, which has been a, a good thing. So um, in terms of commercial crime, obviously, you know, in most places, 2020 was like changed things around in in all areas. Um, from a commercial crime perspective, did things change or did you see different trends in 2020 and are some of those carrying through into 21? No, you know, for us, we didn't notice too much of a change when, when, when the strict lockdown occurred. I think with the brokers, we were very much well equipped to start working from home straight away. Um, in our line of business, you can really work wherever you have internet connection. So we didn't find any hiccup on that side. Us as a business, we're fully equipped to, to operate from home straight away. Um, so that wasn't a problem at all. And I actually found, Tony, there was a, a far greater, turn, faster turnaround time of, of information being provided by brokers even as well. I think guys started to work even longer hours, to be honest. You know, when you wake up and you've got nowhere to go, you know, at 7 o'clock, 7.30, you're all working and everything. And at 6 o'clock, you know, you think, let me just double check my mails and be up to date. And I found that, yeah, your, your working hours just became a lot longer during lockdown. And a lot of the brokers haven't gone back or they're working on a rotational basis. So for us, it was a really good, easy trend into it. And it didn't affect us as a business at all. From a claims perspective, we did anticipate a rather large increase in the number of losses that were going to occur over the 2020 year. Due to the fact of, the, of employees working from home, controls and, and um, systems and procedures that are monitored and controlled at the office, obviously we're no longer going to be in place. And this is very much more on the electronic fund transfer side, on your EFTs. We're very strict in the fact that segregation of duties must be in place and that one individual isn't able to load, to load, amend, authorize and release any payments. And obviously when you're not at the office and your papers can't be given from one office to the next to get the people to sign it, and when you are at home, from, um, you might have thought, well, uh, Joe has already authorized it, so I'm just going to get this one off my desk and I'll just release it without actually doing any of the checking that you would have done. So we've definitely seen, a, we have seen a small increase in those kind of losses, and which is difficult because obviously those systems and controls needed to remain in place. If your proposal form and from an underwriting perspective, you've said those are in place, it does need to continue on that side. However, the avalanche of the claims that we were expecting, we haven't seen um, we haven't seen yet, but we're not out of the woods. I think it is still early days, um, and I think some stuff will still definitely come out once everyone starts going back to the office. But it hasn't been a bad, yeah, there wasn't a, bad, a negative side to, to COVID at all for us. Obviously, when the times are bad and on the economic side, 
we did lose a couple of accounts where guys who couldn't afford the premiums anymore and were having to cut back on their costs and looking at that. So it's a catch situation. You cut back, but then, we you know, it also gives an income mean, with, with the claims is for the employees to look for alternate ways to meet, to meet ends at the end of the month. But it hasn't, you know, for our side, it hasn't actually been too bad at all. Mm. And then just lastly, I mean, in terms of the brokers and so on, have they picked on the fact, up on the fact that it's an important line of business for their clients to look at and to specifically look at the specialist area of commercial crime? Your commercial crime cover is wider than your um, standard fidelity guarantee in terms of an assets wording that might have. So, and it definitely is because a loss to the company of employees stealing from you can literally make your company go under. If it's a loss that your balance sheet can't, can't sustain, it is a problem. It really is. But it's also not a line of cover that brokers deal with on a daily basis. So we're also trying to get as much training as we can out there for the brokers who are looking for it to try and assist them. Because they're not claims that they come across on a daily basis, and a lot of them are not 100% confident to sell it to, to, the, to, the, um, to their clients. But they're definitely seeing the, the need for it. There's no doubt. From a small one-man, two-man show to your bigger corporates with uh, over 100 staff, it definitely is there. It's just a matter of upskilling the brokers to have the confidence to sell the cover to their clients and explain what is covered and what isn't covered. Mm. Oh, that's brilliant, brilliant. Um, yeah. Well, thank you very much for those insights. It was lovely talking to you again and to finding out what's happening on the commercial crime front. But, um, yeah, I wish you luck with how things are going. Um, yeah, great, Tony. Thank you. I mean, we're open for business. We're happy to chat to all the brokers. We're always looking at ways to diversify. We just launched a, a small ransomware policy. So we're always looking for, for discussions that can take us further and to help brokers out. So it's great. We look forward to it. Brilliant. Gail, thank you so much for your time. Cool. Thanks a lot, Tony.